you're tuning in to the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we will shatter the status quo and propel change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I'm your host, Amber, and we will focus on empowering women to not only be heard, but valued. The show will surface and resurface the topics that often go unaddressed in today's male-dominated industries and corporate cultures. We're here to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. Let's get started. What's up, hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast. We are wrapping up the third part of our three-part mini-series where we talk about how do you own your year-end review. If this is your first episode, my name is Amber, I'm your host, and we're going to get started. Now, I will say that if you haven't had the chance to listen to the other two parts of this series, hit pause and check those other two out and then come back. So, so far in this series, we've talked about how do you complete a self-assessment and then getting ready for the actual meeting that you're going to have with your boss. But today, I want to wrap this series up by talking about how do you set the tone for 2020? If you recall in the previous episodes, the three fundamental questions we really want to ask was, what are you doing well? What are you doing relative to your peers? And what are opportunities to improve? And ultimately here, the framework still applies. Because in order for you to set the tone for 2020, you have to start to think through what experiences you want to gain, what projects you can own that will allow you to elevate and take it to the next step from supporting or contributing to leading, and then ultimately asking yourself a really tough question, which is, how do you show up to work every day and what about you fundamentally needs to change to take you to that next step in your career? Now, I'll be the first to tell you that I think early in career, it should be all about learning. Your eagerness and willing to learn and get exposure to any part of the business in any capacity should be a top priority, if not the number one priority. And that hunger, quite frankly, should not leave you no matter where you end up in your career long term. So as you think about 2020, I want you to really ask yourself, What projects, experiences, or exposure will create an opportunity for you to learn? In those projects where you really feel like you need to continue to gain exposure and experience, those ultimately become the places where you can be be challenged, stretched, and come out a stronger person with regards to your skill set. The other component for setting the tone for 2020 is thinking through rich projects or experiences will create an opportunity for you to continue to demonstrate something that you already do well. I believe so much in taking the approach of figuring out what is it that you need to go learn, but you also need to not abandon the things that you do well because it can keep you afloat as you're navigating other parts of the corporation or navigating other projects. And so I always think that we should continue to ensure that one of the priorities of the year and one of the projects that you work on or that you lead is really focused on the things that you do well. And both the idea of what additional experiences can you gain that you may not have nearly the exposure to just yet, and then what are the projects that you can work on that help amplify the skills you already have 
are both things that you should be thinking about and coming up with a recommended list of projects or experiences that you can go to your boss with as you round out the end of the year and start to set objectives for 2020. And that does a couple of things for you. Number one, it shows initiative on your part. But number two, it again starts to get at the point with your boss about what is it that you want to do? What is it that you're looking to gain exposure to? And your boss should have it well within their capability to match that to the priorities of the business and how that all fits into the big picture. But if you come to them with a with at least a starting point about what it is that you think you can tackle next year, it just makes the conversation about setting objectives and and creating a clear path to success for you more meaningful and also ultimately more tailored to the experiences that you desire to have to get you to whatever level it is that you desire for next. And that in a lot of ways is fundamental to, I think, as you round out any any year in review, right? You need to have done some self-reflection to gauge a perspective on how you've done up until this point. And you need to be able to have a conversation with your boss about your progress that should come to no surprise. But ultimately, you're going to need to pivot. And this is where you can go from just showing up and having a job to starting to create a career is to start to map out what are those next steps for you and coming with a perspective so you can really start to own your path. I will continue to say it because it is ultimately the reason that this podcast exists, which is it doesn't matter if you work for someone or you're working on your business, you are the CEO of your own career. And in order for you to take ownership of your career, you actually need to have a vision as to where you think you're headed. Now, I said in part two that I believe that that your career is full of many options. I don't believe, in fact, I think very rarely is there only one path to having a successful career. In many cases, You can go a variety of different paths and get to a certain income you desire, a certain level of title you desire, and that comes in all different types of experiences and circumstances. But in order for you to be able to even assess one opportunity versus the next, you got to know what's important to you, which ultimately you you need to have crafted at least an understanding of what's on the horizon for you, because it then starts to set the tone for how you enter into projects that come your way. It starts to help set the tone such that if your boss came to you saying, hey, you know, I've got a super interesting project. I'd love to talk to you about it so that you can consider it. You can start to say, well, does this align to where I want my career to go? Does this align to the next position I want to take? You know, is this in line with some of the experiences I really desire to gain? And you can ultimately start to strategically say yes or no to certain things because you can't say yes to it all But there will be things you'll have to say yes to because while it may not be the most desirable in location or salary or whatever, but the but the truth is that on the flip side, it may be right for your career at the time. And that's something that is very difficult to assess, which is the opportunities that come my way, if they're not everything I want, should I take them? I think you have to be able to objectively answer that question to some degree. And one of the first places to start is to have identified what are those upcoming experiences or projects that you could work on to start to get you there. Now, I'll take a step back to suggest that if you are having a really hard time at work trying to figure out what it is that's next, what projects that would be really interesting, this is where mentorship comes into play. 
And one of the ways to get some guidance on what different experiences or what different projects would be super meaningful and add value to you and help you in your career, that's where mentorship comes in. That's where mentorship plays a role in helping you navigate difficult moments such as this one. And it also helps you be honest. It holds you accountable. And then it also creates this meaning for you. Because as you navigate these moments, you're going to need people to be in your corner to help give you the honest guidance that maybe your boss doesn't give you or can't give you, or there's no one else in your life that can help you through that. And that's where mentorship becomes super helpful. If you in any way are struggling with, I don't even know what could be a project to work on, I want you to take a step back and before you proceed with figuring out, trying to answer those projects, go get a mentor, go find someone in your organization that's close enough to your role that understands your function and go get the support and the advice to help you answer those questions. But like I said, ultimately, you're going to need to start to build a perspective around what are the special projects you want to take on? What are the projects you feel like you can really start to own and go from, I contributed to that to I owned all of it. I led it. I, I crafted the plan. I did the work. I delegated tasks. And that needs to start to be a part of the toolkit that you bring to work every single day to help you go from one level to the next. So we've talked about what are the experiences that will just help you continue to learn. And then we talked about trying to figure out what are the experiences or projects that you can take on that can help you take skills that you're already demonstrating well and take to the next level. The third and hardest question of it all, which will wrap up this mini series and this episode, is what is the work that you need to do to transform your mindset approach or relationships at work to help you get to the next level. Now, I briefly mentioned mentorship in this episode, and that is certainly, if you go back to episode four, where it talks about how to get sponsorship in your organization, which fundamentally starts with mentorship, that is such a key relationship that's necessary for your career so that you can understand what experiences and what projects it is that you need to get access to so that you can take your career to the next level. But relationships at work matter because you can be the most talented person with the best skill set. But if you don't have access to the right people to help get you those projects, to help put your name in the hat, it all becomes a moot point to some degree. A successful career is not always just about what you bring to the table, but it's about the people in the room that advocate for you on your behalf when you're not in the room. The other part about what is it that you need to change in regards to your mindset or approach is because the truth is that there may be some of you out there that just aren't happy with your current job. And while that is definitely difficult, the truth is that you have a job. So finding a way to find the positive in what you currently have until you can build build out a strategy and a plan to pivot, you got to find a way to make the best of it. And so even if it's playing your favorite song before you walk into the office, all of that matters because how you show up to work ultimately is a reflection of you. And people around you take notice to that. But there is so much work that all of us have to do. We aren't perfect. Our careers aren't perfect. And there's so much about this that is both the balancing act of the skill set that you bring to the table as well as who you are inherently. And what it all boils down to, whether it's the self-assessment, having the tough conversation with your boss, or looking forward to 2020, all of this means 
that there's work to do. There's effort, there's hard work, there's intent, there's thoughtfulness that goes into how you go from point A to point B. I hope with this mini-series, I've exposed the fact that getting from point A to point B in your career won't happen overnight, and it certainly does not happen by luck. Now, I'm sure that there are a handful of people out there that the right time, right place, they got lucky. But for most of us, particularly women, and certainly women of color, it's just not that simple or easy. And so these are the types of questions and these are the types of steps that you should be applying strategically, regularly throughout the year so that you can start to map out what your career could look like, not what it will look like, but what it could look like. Because if you genuinely answer the question about what new opportunities or what projects could I take on to get exposure, you may find that there are things out there that you hadn't thought of. You may find that there are different projects and different functions that you can partner on to get a completely different skill set than you had imagined. And so part of this is, is really about being open to anything, being open to any opportunity that comes your way, because you may not be so convinced about what it could or couldn't offer you until you try it. For many of us, the career journey is not straight cut. It's not straightforward. It's muddy, it's messy, it has a lot of twists and turns. And so it means that while you need a plan, you need the ability to articulate what it is that you want, you have to be flexible in how you get there. And that's why understanding what potential opportunities could help you round out your skills becomes so important. Similarly, that's why knowing who you are and the things that you as an individual with your own personality and your own perspectives on life how that comes into play in your work all has an effect on potential opportunities that come your way. More than anything, I hope that with this three-part series, you have added tools to your toolbox. I started this podcast with the commitment to provide the strategies and tactics that not only I've personally experienced, but I know work. And in order for you to have any real chance at the title or the income or the things, you've got to know yourself. First and foremost, you got to know what you bring to the table, how that's different from your peers, and what it is that you need to work on. Fundamentally, those are three questions that you will have to answer at every single point in your career. And you should be answering regularly. And quite frankly, you should not wait till a year in review to actually get answers to them. You should measure yourself quarterly, And depending upon the nature of the business that you're in and the industry that you're in, you may have to assess yourself more regular than that. But at minimum, at least two to three times a year, you should be asking the questions and then getting, giving honest feedback of yourself and then getting feedback from others so that you can build a perspective about what it is that you bring to the table. What do you offer that your peers can't? And what are the things that you need to work on? Because that in itself fuels the conversation about what opportunities you seek, what projects you're capable of taking on, which sets the tone for every year after this. Your ability to go from one level to the next or one title to the next will, yes, certainly be about your skill set. It will be about the talents that you inherently bring to the job. But if you don't know what you need to work on, you're missing the point. So I want you to celebrate the things that you do well, I want you to celebrate the things that you, compared to your peers, you are outstanding in. 
but I want you to embrace the opportunities to improve to the same degree because that is where the transformation happens. That is where the hustle is required. That is where that relentless commitment to strive for excellence becomes paramount. Because when the things that you don't do well become your strengths, the world literally becomes your oyster. And you can become whoever it is that you desire to be in life. So I hope in this season of reflection, you continue to take the time to self-reflect on where you've come and then do the work to say where you're going or at least potential paths as to where you could be headed. And if the job that you're in isn't a job that you like, that's all right. It is a moment in time and it won't last forever. But no matter your circumstances, no matter where you find yourself, you should be able to fundamentally answer, how am I doing? How am I doing relative to my peers? And what is it that I could work on? And that wraps up this three-part mini-series. I've had a great time unpacking this really somewhat daunting and scary thing that is your year in review with you. I hope you've been able to take away tools and tips to put into action either recently or in the upcoming weeks. I can't believe that this is the seventh episode and I only say that to suggest that I remember when I first kicked this off and I said, you've got about six to eight weeks of productivity left before you know, the holidays come in and you're just, you're, you know, work is going to fall to the background. And sure enough, in just a matter of a few weeks, uh, we will all be enjoying our favorite foods with our favorite people and our work will likely fall to the background. And so we're going to continue to bring great episodes to you every Wednesday, but we're going to keep them short and light in the spirit of the holiday. And most importantly, we're going to start to dig into the planning of 2020 and we have some exciting stuff coming your way soon enough. And so I can't thank you enough for starting on this journey with me. Um, For the listeners that are out there, I thank you. I see you. I appreciate your feedback and the, the thoughts that you've shared with me through Instagram. It has been a pleasure to get to know each and every one of you so far, and I hope that you continue to reach out to me in in a way that you feel authentic to you. And so thank you for listening to another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we are focused on propelling change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I hope that with this episode, we've had another opportunity together to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. As always, I want to thank you for your time, as it is your most valuable possession. There are a few ways to join the conversation, first by following the Chief Hustler on Instagram and commenting on a post or sharing in your perspective from an episode that you've recently heard. Second is by sharing this episode or others in a way that's most authentic to you. This community is nothing without you. And so by you sharing, it continues to extend this platform that we're building together and reach more people. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep hustling.